What's up, tribe? Holy smokes, it's Michael Fink. And forever since I last reached out to you and shared some information via podcast. I'm so excited to do that with you today. Uh, I'm actually busted. I'm in my car driving north to a, a little town called Wichita Falls, Texas. So I've got some windshield time and I thought I would uh, share that time with you. Uh, there's a message that's been kind of burning in the back of my head over this last uh, couple weeks kind of this common thread, this common theme, and it all kind of ties around enthusiasm, right? So, you know, if you're tuning in, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, it's been so long, I didn't even do my proper introduction, that this is Michael Fleming uh, coming at y'all with with Find Your Voice, where we talk about the continual improvement of the health, the wealth, the relationships of your dental practice or dental dental service organization. And uh, the reason I go back to that introduction is that Today's topic about enthusiasm really kind of talks about, you know, the health, the wealth, and the relationships uh, within your organization right now. So it's a rather uh, great, relevant topic, especially right now as I record this on June 29th, 2020, and we've kind of had a little bit of a resurgence of COVID, uh, the, the pandemic that's been rocking the globe and uh, disrupting businesses for a while now, and it's just been crazy because on this ride, you know, we started off with COVID, uh, shelters in place, practices that were shut down or open for emergency only. And then during that time, a lot of people kind of either hunkered down and really tried to figure out how they could add value and stay connected with their patients or their 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 customers, or they kind of took a break, right? And we're, we're seeing that now, right? Where there's a lot of people that just kind of hung out and uh, eat some ice cream, and watch some Tiger King and really kind of unplugged, or maybe they uh, maybe they had a couple extra beers, uh, a couple more than they would normally have during that. And so we're starting to see that separation, right? Because uh, I was definitely in the camp of not doing that. Uh, now, I have to admit, I did watch some Tiger King, right? But uh, I also kept, t- kept taking care of myself as well. I continued working out. I continued eating well. I was not drinking alcohol, was not drinking caffeine you know, really kind of getting ready for the resurgence, which all of a sudden here we are, and, and I've come out shot, shot out like a cannon. And that, But I know that there's a lot of people that are kind of easing back into it. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to catch some momentum because we've been in, in about a month now where we've been able to operate in our practices. And for us, being in the marketing, being able to support those practices that have been able to be open. And now, all of a sudden, we're, we're starting to see that second wave of of COVID coming back. And who knows the reason why? Is it the protests? Is it, you know, coming out of uh, the phases too quickly? Is it the bars? Who knows? I mean, depending on, on which talking head you're looking at listening to, you know, someone's going to blame someone. And, you know, for you and I, it doesn't matter. Uh, what they're talking about is, you know, there, there's more activity and that's all we need to know. Uh, so we continue to wear our face masks or we continue to do what we need to be doing to stay healthy and keep our family healthy. But other than that, we don't need to worry about the head trash of what's going on. Uh, on the news. What we do need to worry about, though, is taking care of the relationships and taking care of the people that are around us. And the people that are around us, obviously, are our patients, uh, our our family, our our co-workers, you know, and ourselves, right? Does that make sense? And I'm not sure if you got plugged into the the recent book that I wrote, uh, The Power of Clarity, but that's one where uh, you can download for free right now. And and if you check out the, the blog where this is going, the dental marketing blog, I'll have a link to that book if I don't already. Uh, but I know I uh, also gave a link to my other book, um, uh, Dental Marketing, Find Your Voice as well. So I'm just giving all sorts of stuff away for free. And the reason I'm doing this, though, is so that you and I can help speak a similar language, right? Where I can kind of plant these seeds 
and I can plant certain terms so that you have a better understanding of how I'm communicating with you. And it really helps me better serve you as well and helps you kind of speak my language so that when you're coaching back to me and offering room for improvement, that that we're speaking on that same frequency, if that makes sense. But regardless, the reason I bring up the power of clarity is because that really helps us discover what's within our circle of influence you know, and what's in our control and what's out of our control, right? And I think I even put that on the, uh, the lander page for that is, you know, some shit's in our control and some shit's just out of our control. And that shit that's out of our control, we need to unplug from that and not worry about it, right? But the things that are in your control right now are your energy and your enthusiasm. And I'm telling you right now, the more energy and the more enthusiasm that you can have right now in your life, the better served you're going to be able to serve your patients, your family, your coworkers, yourself, every relationship that you've got, right? And and even not even necessarily in that order. You know, if I were to say that again, you know, starting with yourself, right? Because if you wake up and you're sluggish and you're dragging ass, I mean, how hard is it to really get going, right? So it really starts with you and being able to have that energy, have that enthusiasm so that you're able to get shot out of a cannon and feel good about yourself and feel good about your day. And have enthusiasm for your day and energy for your day so you can go out and just kill it. Does that make sense? Because you know what I'm talking about. We've all had those days where we're just dragging, right? And maybe it's a Monday, right? Or maybe it's a Wednesday. Or maybe it's, you know, God forbid you're hungover, right? Don't do that to yourself, right? But sometimes you have those days too, right? And you're just dragging and it's hard to get started. It's hard to get momentum. You start blaming things outside of yourself like, oh, I need more coffee, Oh, I shouldn't have drank so much last night. Oh, I need to get a better breakfast or whatever that is, right? We've had those days where you're just not able to start, right? We've also had the the other type of days though, right? Where we're shot out of that cannon. We're feeling good about our day. We're feeling good about ourselves. We're feeling good about those that surround us. And we're excited about that, right? Can you think about the last time you felt that way? Or you were just full of energy, full of excitement, full of enthusiasm, and you were really feeling good about yourself, Right? What was your body doing at that point, right? This is kind of a Tony Robbins thing, right? That physiology kind of helps with the, with your your feeling, right? Where your, where your shoulders slumped back, were rolled back, or were they slumped forward, right? What, was your head up or was it slumped down, right? I would imagine that when you were enthusiastic and happy, I bet those shoulders were cocked back, right? And I bet that head was up. Did you have a smile on your face or did you have a frown? I'd imagine you had a big smile on your face, right? Same thing. And so... That physiology helps, right? And the reason that we're talking about this right now is that I really want you to be focused over this next week. Just be focused on your energy, right? Because you get to control it. No one else gets to control it. You are the one that controls your energy. You're the one that gets to control your enthusiasm. You're the, the one who gets to control how you feel about yourself, right? And here's that deal. And I talk about this in my book, and I know you've heard it through all sorts of other self, self-help resources, is that the better you feel about yourself, the better you're going to feel about others, Right? And the more charismatic you're going to, to be towards others because you're going to be throwing out a frequency that is really appealing and attractive for other people. Does that make sense? Have you ever uh, – think about the last person that you saw that was really attractive to you. It doesn't matter if it's a man or, or female, you know, uh, you know, but think about that last time. Maybe it was in a coffee shop or maybe you were passing on the streets or maybe it was during a meeting or whatever that was. But I want you to visualize, you know, what was that last interaction where you looked at someone and you're like, man – it doesn't have to be like a sexual thing. I'm not saying like that. It could be a guy. Like for me, I'm not gay. But, you know, last time I saw like a sharp dressed dude that was confident about himself, I'm like, man, that dude is attractive. And I don't mean attractive like sexually, but attractive like I want to hang out with that dude. 
I want to be surrounded by people like that that have that energy. I want you to think about that, right? So it doesn't matter if it's a guy, it's a girl, it's not a sexual thing. It's not that you desire them, right? You could, it, it could be that too, but I want you to think about that and, and what kind of energy they were throwing. Were they like slumped down and kind of talking slow and just kind of dragging and how's your day? Hmm? It's happening. Or were they higher energy, right? Did they have a smile on their face, right? Were they well kept, right? Did they take a shower, right? Did they look good? And I'm serious, right? Because this is exactly where I'm going with this too, is is how we take care of ourselves, right? Yesterday, I went out and I went and I got myself a haircut, right? Because I've got some meetings today that that are very fairly important to me. And so I went and got a haircut. I probably didn't need one because I just got one two weeks ago, but it was one of those where it's like, man, whenever I get a haircut, there's like an emotional switch that that I get this like feeling of like, man, I am looking sharp and I'm feeling sharp because I just got my hair done. And if you saw, if you've seen any pictures of me or you know me, you know, I kind of keep it high and tight. I have a little length up top, right? But on the sides, it's, it's a number one, like I'm going tight with a fade, right? So, so after a couple of weeks, it can start getting shaggy. I can start looking like a hippie, right? Or at least that's my perception of myself. I say that because my wife, I come back feeling like a million bucks. My wife's like, what's up? And I'm like, what do you think about my hair? And she's like, oh, you got your hair cut? So she didn't even notice, right? But for me, I clearly do, right? Now, granted, for you guys that are out there, and if you're married, if your wife ever comes home and you don't notice that she got a haircut, you're probably going to get an argument, right? So I think that's rather ironic, and that's why I tell that story, because every time I come back from, from a haircut, she has no clue. So I have to tell her. It's kind of a running joke around our house. I have to tell her that uh, I've got a haircut. And then she's like, oh my gosh, your hair looks so great. So that's kind of our joke between us. But But seriously, it's things like that where it's like, I probably didn't need a haircut and I was no less sharp dress had I shown up, but I'm telling you, now that it's high and tight and I'm feeling good about myself, how do you think I'm going to feel about myself when I'm presenting myself at this meeting later today, right? You think I'm going to be uh, a little reserved? You think I'm going to be uncertain of myself? Do you think I'm going to be questioning whether or not I should even be in this meeting? Or do you think I'm showing up to dominate? For those that you know know me or that listen to me, you kind of know how this is going, right? And where this is going. And the reason I talk about the haircut is that I was also reading a great book by a great author back from like the turn of the and the turn of the other century, back in the 1900s, Napoleon Hill. Uh, many of you know Napoleon Hill from Think and Grow Rich. That's kind of like his his biggest book that most people know about. But I was reading another book of his where he kind of talks about enthusiasm. And, and what that looks like, what that feels like. And one of the other things that he talks about is how we present ourselves. And this is back, now granted, he probably wrote this back in 1920, 1930, this book in particular, right? And so this is way back in the turn of the century, but it's still so relevant uh, today, almost 100 years later, where he talks about when he came back from the World War II. I'm sorry, World War I, because it was like, I think 1918. Well, uh, he comes back from the war, uh, he, get, he lands, he gets home, uh, he's got his uniforms. Uh, he kind of packs those up and then he goes down to the, uh, the tailor and he goes and he spends a ton of money on three custom tailored suits. And back then, I think the dollar amount was like $650 on these three custom tailored suits and which was a massive amount of money. It's a, that's a substantial amount of money right now, right? Uh, you're probably going to get one suit if that for $650 right now, but imagine back in 1918, 1919, this guy spending $650 on these three suits. And the, the reason that he did this was to kind of get him back to civilization, right? Because he was a pretty successful dude before he took off uh, to World War One, 
And then after uh, the theater, he comes back. Uh, and I use that's his language, not mine, the theater. Uh, after he comes back from the theater, now he's back. And the only suits he's got are from the war, right? And so that was the first thing that he made a priority was to go and get the best suits that he possibly could. And the reason for this was when he put them on, he felt like a million bucks. And he felt like someone that was worth doing business with. And so I share the story with you because I am guilty as charged of this as well. And I can tell you specific examples. You know, I seem to do most of my shopping uh, when I'm on the road, uh, when I'm visiting with clients, when I'm visiting with prospects. Uh, and I'm in Chicago a disproportionate number of times, considering other places where I go. I'll go to LA, I'll go to Seattle, I'll go to Portland, uh, I'll go to Boston. But I'll, you know, the majority of my business is in Chicago. And I don't know the reason why, and that's irrelevant. But uh, maybe it's because I tell myself that, right? And I keep going back, or maybe it's because I just love Chicago and it's such a beautiful city. And I go there and one of my favorite things to do after appointments uh, and maybe even before dinner is, is walk down Michigan Ave and go shopping because there's some amazing shopping to be had uh, on Michigan Avenue and amazing stores. And, you know, sometimes I'll just go shopping and I don't even buy anything, but other times I'll go and I'll wind up, you know, finding that shirt that just looks awesome, right? And, uh, you know, I'll put that up and I was, I was having a, a, an experience, uh, one, one of my trips, uh, I walked into the Nordstrom and, uh, they were actually setting up like a trunk sale to, for their shoes. And there was like excitement. One of the designers was there and there was all, there's like this buzz. Right. And I think all the employees were there. Like there was just a disproportionate number of people that were there and it was really cool. And, uh, there was like this energy that, that was going on inside this Nordstrom and there was music going and obviously you have to walk by the Mac counter and all the other uh, fragrancy counters. And so it was just a good energy. And so I walk in and I walk to the men's section, I'm checking out shirts and I find this, uh, this Teddy Baker that has this like purple and blue in it. Right. And I'm not normally a purple dude. Uh, but this shirt was kind of calling out to me and they had it in my size and it was the slim fit. And I'm a, I'm a slim dude and that slim fit just fits me. Right. And I put that on and, you know, one of the salespeople, uh, it was a girl comes up and she's like, man, that shirt looks really good on you. She's like, you know, are you going to be looking for a tie for that? I was like, I wasn't really planning on it, but I wasn't really planning on buying a shirt. So yeah, show me what you got. And so she grabs that shirt and she takes me over to the ties and lays out and we kind of head right for the purple ties, right? And like, Ooh, wow, purple. That's, you're kind of committed to that. But we found, we found this one that again, it was like this purple and this royal blue. And it was like this iridescent blue and it really just kind of popped. And it was like, wow, that's looking good. And then after that, she was like, so now do you have any socks to go with this? And I was like, no, 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 I don't. So then we walk over to the socks, right? And before you know it, we've like put this whole outfit together. And I walked in not anticipating they'd buy anything. Does that make sense? But after kind of going through this experience and having someone who was charismatic come up and tell me how good I looked in that, not only the shirt, but also the tie and then how, how the socks would tie that all together. And then we also went and found this uh, handkerchief that would go with this gray suit that I had. Because that, that was the thing I, I, is I had this gray suit that this was going to be going through. And so we could just kind of put this whole outfit together. But then... I felt like a million bucks as I was going through it. And then of course it was like, I bought whatever. It was probably $300 worth of shirt, socks, tie. You know what I mean? It was like, like probably a little more than I would normally spend on myself, but it was really put together well. And I felt amazing. And then the next day, the next morning I woke up and I had a meeting uh, out in Schaumburg. Uh, <laughs> and so I drive out to Schaumburg, but I rocked the suit. I rocked the suit. I rocked the new purple shirt. I rocked the new purple tie. I rocked the new purple socks. And I, had, I already had these these killer uh, shoes and this killer suit to, to uh, really like drive it home. 
And how do you think this guy felt when he walked into that appointment out in Schaumburg, Illinois? Uh, do you think I was like dragging going, oh, I'm not too sure about myself? Or do you think I was ready to close some business, right? You already know the answer to this, right? And so the reason I tell you this is because it had nothing to do with the shirt. They didn't buy from me because I had this killer shirt, right? They didn't buy from me because I had purple socks. In fact, we were at a table. They probably had no clue what kind of shoes, what kind of pants, what kind of socks, anything. But this guy right here knew what he was rocking. And he knew that he tied it all together. He knew how much effort went into the selection of that. So I felt like a million bucks. So just tying this back to, to that lesson of, you know, almost 100 years ago of Napoleon Hill and really propelling this towards you is like, when is the last time you got dressed and you felt like a million bucks, right? I want you to think about that, right? Maybe it was yesterday. For those of you that really take care of yourself, maybe it was yesterday. But for most of you, I'd imagine maybe a week, maybe it was a date night. Oh man. And maybe for a lot of you, maybe it was before this whole COVID shit went down. Maybe it was February or March, right? Maybe you had like a theater date that you went out. Maybe it's maybe it was December. Who knows? But I want you to think about that because I want you to A, remember how you felt, and B, that my challenge to you and your actionable item from this podcast right now is you need to go shopping for yourself. Because even if it was you busting it out yesterday and you're looking like a million bucks, you deserve to be spoiled. And I am encouraging you and I'm challenging you to go spoil yourself again today. And I'm not sure what your shopping experience looks like, especially now that there's this kind of second wave that's going on with COVID. You know, maybe you're not going to be able to walk into Nordstrom. Maybe you're not going to be able to walk into your favorite store and go shopping for yourself right now because of all this stuff with COVID, right? Or maybe you can. You know, I know in my area you can. You just have to wear a face mask um, and you'll be able to shop. But maybe you're in an area that's not. But that's why God invented the Internet. So even if you can't go to Nordstrom right now, maybe you can go to Nordstrom.com, right? You probably know your sizes by now, right? I'd imagine that. Go and spoil yourself. I want you to get a nice outfit for yourself that's really going to speak about who you are, right? And who you want to be, right? For me, I love, uh, I'm looking at my socks right now. I got these bold stripes on my socks, right? Uh, And I've got this beautiful like floral shirt that I'm going to be rocking today. I like patterns. I like bold colors. Uh, in fact, after I'm done with my meetings, I've got this amazing pair of Dayglo yellow crazy Adidas Ultra Boost that I can't wait to rock. And I walk in and people are like, oh my gosh, put your sunglasses on, the crazy stuff like that, right? But but that is those are the things that really help you get noticed. They help you notice yourself, right? So not even just to be like, oh, I want to try and be noticed by other people. I want to put myself out there. And that's the whole objective, right? Is it like, a lot of people are out there and they just are kind of going through the motions, right? They're going through their day. They're going through, you know, everything that they just need to do, right? And even though sometimes they'll be enthusiastic or they'll feel good about themselves, like on the inside, oh, they might come back down because it may not be planned. It may not be intentional. And that's what I want this to be for you is intentional. I want it to be deliberate. I want you to be thinking about, damn. How good do I look? Because guess what happens when you have that epiphany of like, man, how good do I look? It's also how good do I feel, right? Because that's another one of my sayings uh, in life as well. It's like, you know, you're either trying or you're not. And there's a lot of people out there that are just not trying, right? And that's cool, right? But it's also a lot of these people that aren't trying that will often blame others for their lack of success, does that make sense? And I, and I, if you're you're one of those people, I don't want me to be hard, but you know, 
this is your t- this is your chance to maybe hear this from a, fr- a friend because this isn't criticism, right? What this is is that coaching opportunity for how to get to the next level, right? How do we get to the next level? Well, I'm telling you right now, it starts with you, and it starts about feeling good. And this this kind of focus today is really how do we start making ourselves look good on the outside so that when we look in that mirror and we have that conversation with ourselves, we feel good. And then we're talking to someone who's actually trying, right? Because you know what I'm talking about. Because the same guy that's talking to you right now and trying to coach you up and, and pump your tires, I'm the same guy on Saturday morning where, yeah, I've slept in until like nine in the morning. I don't work out, work out on the weekends. My workouts are Monday through Friday. And so I'm just kind of dragging and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I got my hair disheveled and all over the place. You know what I'm talking about? And, and it's all right because it's just Saturday, right? But it's a different energy than what I've got during the week, right? Because that energy that I have during the week is really meant to inspire and it's meant to create energy and it's meant to create abundance. And I'm not talking about for other people. I'm talking about for myself. That energy is for me. Uh, it is for me to feed others because that's what ends up happening, right? Imagine when you're in a good mood, when you're feeling like a million bucks, when you are just like on top of the world again. Now, all of a sudden, you're operating at a, at a frequency that other people want to surround themselves with, with and they want to attach themselves, right? You're more attractive, right? They want to attract themselves towards that energy. And once they can, you know, then they're feeling good about themselves as well because they want to be around that. So this is almost like becoming a magnet. This is learning how to magnetize yourself so that others feel this attraction towards you and that they're pulling towards you, right? You're not even thinking about it. You just have a smile on your face, right? You're feeling good about the outfit that you're wearing. Maybe your hair is looking especially good, right? Maybe you've had an amazing conversation with yourself in the mirror and pumped your own tires and really kind of let yourself know how much you love yourself because these are all important things too that I want you to really be focusing on is, you know, how do you take care of yourself, right? And how do you love yourself? And we've all heard this. I've written about it in my book and I've heard, read about this and all sorts of other self-help, self-esteem type of books is you have to love yourself before you you can even come close to loving someone else, right? You have to love yourself. And in turn, what winds up happening is once you're able to love yourself, then other people naturally love you. And that's what winds up happening. It's because it's attraction. It's because you've focused so much on yourself and you've really made sure that you're taking care of yourself. So now you've become that magnet that other people are naturally attracted to. And that's really the whole point of this talk today is I want you to focus on yourself. I want you to focus on becoming the magnet. I want you to focus on, again, your actionable item today is spoil yourself. Go buy that new outfit. Go buy that new shirt and tie and socks. Go buy that new suit. Go buy, you know, whatever makes you feel good. You know, for all my ladies that are out there, go and spoil yourself with a beautiful dress that you need an amazing occasion to compliment this thing with, right? Go do it because what winds up happening is once you get that dress, you're going to go find that occasion. Does that make sense? Same with my my buddies out there. Go buy that suit, right? Maybe you don't normally wear a suit to work. That's fine. Go buy the suit. You're going to find a reason to go and wear that thing, right? Maybe it's the theater once the ballet opens up back up. Maybe when the opera, opera opens back up. Maybe it's date night, a fancy date night with your wife or ladies with your husband or maybe you guys are single. You know, and you're wondering why you're single, right? Maybe this creates that opportunity for you to create that attraction so that when you go out on that date and you're feeling like a million bucks and you're looking like a million bucks, 
all of a sudden there's something to be attracted towards, right? Back to that analogy of me on a Saturday, I'm not very attractive when I've got my hair sticking straight up and my breath is all stinky and I'm just kind of dragging because I just got out of bed. That's not very attractive. I'm not going to attract a ton of people with that, right? But fast forward to after I got my hair cut and I throw my suit on and I got my sweet shirt on, I'm going to be very attractive. People are going to be attracted towards me, not because I'm a good looking dude, but again, you're either trying or you're not. And the fact that I'm trying is good enough. Does that make sense? I just want you to start realizing that. Flip that switch in your head. Like, am I trying today or am I not, right? Am I trying today or am I dragging ass, right? And the reason that you, you want to start asking these questions to yourself is because when you start having that day that's eh, not the best day ever, I want you to ask yourself that, that question. Was I trying today or was I not? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be like, yeah, I probably wasn't trying the way I could have or should have, right? Or I kind of put forth half effort and so I kind of got half forth results. Does that make sense? Because this is how this work, world works, right? It's an incredibly fair place, guys. That the amount of effort that you put in is the amount of, that you're going to be able to, to pull out. I, I think Stephen Covey used that that emotional bank account analogy that I love that bank account analogy, right? The amount of effort you put into that bank account is the amount that you're going to be able to withdraw. Nothing more, nothing less. Does that make sense? I know sometimes we get away with that that youth, right? When we're super young, uh, we get to try half of our effort, right? And still be attracted because a lot of people are attracted to that youth. And then we wonder why, like, man, once we start in our 30s or 40s, well, why? Well, what happened? Like, what changed? I'm still putting forth the same amount of effort that I did before. And back then, they were so attracted to me and not, not, not so much. Well, that could be part of it, right? So we need to put forth our effort. We need to start being mindful of our thoughts and how we're taking care of ourselves. And we need to start asking our questions like, man, when I have a rough day, did I put forth effort? The same is true the other way as well. The next time you have an amazing day, hey, it's probably going to be because you put forth so much effort. So you were able to really withdraw from that, that account, right? But I also want you to close the loop on the back end of the day to be like, man, I had an amazing day today. What did I do to deserve it, right? And, and that's, a, that's a, a, an amazing question. It's a very fair question. I had an amazing day today. What did I do to deserve it? And even write it down. I don't know if you have like a magic moments journal or a journal that you're taking at the end, at the end of each day. Uh, but these are great things for you to start documenting and to start journaling because it really helps you be mindful of what, how your days are going and why. You know what I mean? Like we have these desired outcomes. We have these events that happen. We get these results. You know, we have these various thoughts, these various feelings, these various actions that, that turn into these results, right? And it's really just making sure that the result that we're getting is that desired result. And this is how we do it, guys. And it's really, really simple. We start with how we feel inside and how we feel about ourselves. And then from there, then we start exuding ourselves in a way that is, is really positive and attractive for other people. So I'm not going to keep going on and on about it, even though you continue to need to hear this message because, darn it, you, you are worth it. You are an amazing individual. And the fact that you're even listening to this right now tells me that you're trying to improve yourself and trying to become a better version of yourself. So I can continue to go on and speak this as a mantra for you over and over and over again. But I am going to peel out because now it's time for your homework. And your homework right now is you need to go shopping for yourself and you need to go buy yourself something nice. And in fact, you don't even need to limit, to, limit it to one suit. It could be two suits or three suits, right? You don't, ladies, you don't need to limit yourself to one dress. It could be two dresses or three dresses, whatever you want. But you deserve to be spoiled. You deserve to spoil yourself. You deserve to feel like a million bucks. You deserve to feel good about yourself. And this is what I want you to do. This is your homework. 
So, and in fact, after you do this, I want you to send me an email or send me a message about how you felt after you did that, how you felt when you were at the store. Did you get help? Did you get someone that kind of walked you through that process, right? And even more importantly, what I also want to hear about is when you took that suit or that dress out into the arena where you wanted it to be seen, how was it received, right? And how did you feel? I want to know this, right? Because it pumps my tires when you feel like a million bucks. Does that make sense? It makes me feel good when you feel good, right? Because then in turn, then that that fuels me. And this is kind of back to that analogy. I can't remember if this was a Mahatma Gandhi uh, saying, uh, so don't quote him, but I think it was Mahatma Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi that said, when two logs burn side by side, they burn hotter than the sum of their, their pieces. Does that make sense? So if you have one burning log and then you have another burning log, they generate a certain amount of heat. But when you put those two logs together, they burn more than what they should mathematically combine. Does that make sense? So there's a, a massive, it's almost like a compounding effect. If we were talking about compounding interest, right? Or if we were to assign math to this, it's kind of a, like that Stephen Covey, one plus one equals three. Like for all intents and purposes, if you have a burning log that equals you know one unit of heat and another one that, that equals one unit of heat and you put those together, you know, logically you would think, oh, that's going to generate two units of heat, but not, that's not the case. And this is what Mahatma Gandhi was trying to say. This is what Stephen Covey talks about. This is that one plus one equals three. It generates more heat than the two units combined would. So this is the same thing with you, right? I want you to be mindful of the energy that you're throwing out because as I asked you to share that energy, when you're sharing energy, good energy with me and I'm sharing it back with you, again, we're those two burning logs now. And it's not going to equal one my one unit of happiness and your one unit of happiness equals two. It's it's the compounding, right? And it's like the burning burning log analogy, right? Where my one unit of happiness and your one unit of happiness equals three units of happiness, right? And then if we get someone else that's involved, you know, they throw in their three, and then someone else gets involved, they throw in their three, and now all of a sudden we've got this compounding, crazy effect of happiness and joy and gratitude and abundance. And all of these amazing things start to happen and we become that bigger magnet, right? You understand that analogy? The bigger magnet attracts more metal, right? That bigger magnet and the bigger we become with our magnet, the more magnitude that we've got and the more people and the more great energy that we're going to attract towards us, right? That we've all heard of that law of attraction, right? And this is it in, in action, right? And this is what it looks like, right? But you have to invest in that account first, that bank account, right? Before we can withdraw that amount of energy. So that's all I've got for you today. I'm so glad that you're uh, still listening right now. Please go spoil yourself. You deserve it. You deserve amazing things in your life. And I want to hear about what that amazing thing looked like for you. I want to I know about how you felt after you, you purchased it. And then even more importantly, how you felt after you wore it and how people received that, right? How did it change your energy and how did it change your attraction? And I want to hear about that and tell me about it. Have an amazing day. God bless, God bless yourself. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Send great energy to all of your friends and family and patients and and everyone around you in in your life. And I promise you, by doing that, they're going to throw all of that back to you tenfold as well. God bless you. Take care. Talk to you soon.